in a world where one man brings you an inspiring, powerful podcast to help you elevate your state of health, energy, and overall life performance. Welcome to the Elevate Your State Show with your host and fellow health hacker, T.J. Anderson. And we are live, my friends. This is T.J. Anderson, and we are live with another episode of the Elevate Your State Show. Today, I'm excited to be joined by a guest who is the founder of a a company that um, we haven't talked about yet in a in a way that's going to change how people manage their data. So here is a little background on my guest today. This is uh, David. David is a Silicon Valley technology professional with over 20 years of experience working for industry-leading tech firms. He is the founder of Heads Up Health, and he serves as the director of field sales engineering at Cloud Physics. Uh, which he used to serve as uh, it's a big data analytics firm processing over 80 billion data points per day. So he knows a thing or two about data. As an avid health enthusiast, he recognized an opportunity to build a software solution that makes it easier for anyone to take control of their health. I've recently dived into this tech platform. Um, so we'll talk about the specifics of it and as well as the general use in, in data for empowering people to optimal health. But uh, without further ado, David, welcome to the show, my friend. Yeah, thank you, TJ. I've really enjoyed uh, our, our first few conversations together. You've got really great energy, so I'm excited for our discussion here today. Right back at you, my friend. Yeah. Right back at you. And uh, quick shout out to a fellow podcast guest that uh, actually introduced us. Uh, Dr. Uh, Nasha Winters. So, superstar. Yes, big superstar on the topic of cancer. We'll link her show if you guys want to check out, that out. Uh, she's the author of uh, uh, one of the best books on helping people understand cancer. So you guys met or know each other through this health space and she connected us uh, because the work here on the Elevate Your State show, we're all about empowering um, health hacking for high performance. So really helping health conscious leaders, both men and women, really use their health as an asset. Totally. And not a liability in the business of life. So tell us first, what is Heads Up Health? And uh, how did you first uh, stumble upon creating this company? Well, I was living in San Francisco at the time. And this was probably around 2011. Uh, There was an article on the front page of the SFGate magazine. And it was Dave Asprey with this band across his head that had these like blue lights emitting from it. And it was the first ever sleep tracking device on the market, the Zio. I don't know if that name rings a bell at all. I use the Zio. Yeah, I read about it in Tim Ferriss's 4-Hour Body. I, yeah. I, I own that before they went under. So did I. It was oh, awesome because you like you, you, you'd wear it. And then they had all these incredible resources on their website about how to get better sleep. And I'm like, wow, this information is something I've never been exposed to before. Ambient temperature in the room, different uh, lighting conditions, just all these tools to hack your sleep. And then you had this device to actually monitor it. And I just totally immersed myself in the quantified self world. At that time, quantified self meetups were basically somebody's backyard in um, Menlo Park. (laughs) And these devices that people had like rigged together, it was totally hacky. 
and everyone writing their own code to like pull data off this stuff. And it was like, it was intellectually interesting, but it was accessible to less than 1% of the people who, who had an electrical engineering background and a coding background to make any meaning of this information. So I'd go to these things. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I don't know how to write code in R to do a statistical analysis on the data, nor does 99% of the people who need to be in control of their health. So that gap existed for the longest time. And then, um, then I went through my own health issues back around 2012. They were actually just related to extreme stress. And your body is engineered to absorb stress up to a certain point, And then things can go wrong. And they can go wrong in many ways. Dr. Nasha will tell you that cancer could be one of those ways. It could be an autoimmune condition. It could be a number of different things where the body just short circuits. And in my case, it was just insomnia and a lot of issues just related to stress. And the engineer in me said, okay, well, what can I do about this? I go to my doctor. He runs the lamest panel of labs that you could possibly run, which was useless. And he's like, you're good, buddy. Get back in the game. Nothing wrong here. And that was frustrating. So then I'm like, okay, if I was working on a massive computer system that was malfunctioning, what would I do? And the first thing I would do was start analyzing data. Where, where, is, where is the system starting to slow down? Are there error codes? Are there uh, firmware updates I need to do? And that's actually a really hard problem because everybody's been to more than one doctor. And I had to call five doctors to get my medical records. And I got five stacks of paper in the mail. And it was useless. So I just put it all into a Ruby on Rails application. And then I could share that information with my functional doctor in Texas. What I've learned is that data can drive behavior change. Just seeing numbers can drive behavior change. And that was the first thing I noticed with the zeal. I'm like, wow, I'm actually only getting six, six and a half hours of sleep. But if you had asked me before I had the thing, I'd say, yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm about eight, eight and a half. And so just like seeing some simple numbers totally changed my behavior around how I approach sleep. I'm like, wow, I, I didn't have to read a book. I didn't have to do anything. I just had to look at a few numbers. So that started this whole lifelong mission to create this product and it allows people to have all their medical records. Those are the things that are going to show us that a, that a disease is coming or not coming. You need to be able to look across all of your, your medical history to see that because many conditions develop over years or decades, hmm. but your doctor may not have years or decades of your history. So I just moved to Scottsdale, Arizona, and I had to switch from covered California to the healthcare marketplace because covered California doesn't. So now I went to a, not a doctor. He doesn't have any history on me, zero of my 42 years. So he has no idea what's, what's in my medical history. That's all in California medical system somewhere. So all we've done TJ is just create something that allows people to carefully monitor their own health. Heads up health, you've, you've created something for people to carefully monitor on the health, which, yeah. which we'll get into some more. Uh, on, we can on, unpack that more. but We are definitely going to unpack that more. It's, it. it's more than just monitor. It's, it's uh, like you said, data can lead to behavior change and uh, can inspire action. 
right? And it, it gives feedback, quantifiable feedback, right? If we're talking about the quantified self movement, for instance, uh, which is a topic I explore inside of my book, The Art of Health Hacking, Quantified Self. But the qualitative self is also an important aspect. 100%, yep. And so how do you integrate the two together? And uh, so to rewind your story, uh, you're San Francisco-based, um, before you had your you know, own personal set of health challenges, you were inside of this kind of the start of the quantified self movement, if you will, in, in uh, uh, San Francisco and Silicon Valley. Like, uh, I can only imagine what that was like in terms of, when was this, the 90s or what, what year? When, no, this was more recent. I'd say it was 2000s. 2011, 2012. Got you it. Know, the, the first yeah. devices were just starting to hit the market and, and people sure. were really just starting to get into this. And, you know, the nerd in me just got excited about the idea of, of hacking my, my health and performance. Like, how can I sleep better and maybe work out less, put on more muscle? All of that stuff was just intellectually fascinating to me. And I just devoured everything I could get my hands on. For me. Got it. Awesome. Okay, cool. So, uh, and, and, and throughout this time of you going headfirst into being curious around what, all the ways that you can kind of make small but big changes in your own health and lifestyle, you also notice this gap in terms of health data and how we as individual consumers, A, don't necessarily have uh, the know-how uh, and understanding of um, maybe understanding data, l let alone have a resource that, that they can actually provide it too. And so, uh, so Heads Up Health has kind of served this gap and made it easier. I'll, I'll just kind of give a quick little shout out. I, I've started to play with your platform. And here's the thing. I've actually been um, really uh, struggling myself with wanting to find something <laughs> like what you have uh, that integrates with all of the important other platforms, devices, apps, and medical records that can provide quantifiable data to help tighten the feedback loop. And so that's what you've really done with Heads Up Health is that it's, it's this dashboard, it's this portfolio. Uh, give people an idea about like how it works. Is it HIPAA compliant? Like why is it, why do people, why is it valuable for them to have all of their health data in one place? Um, and you know, what's the secret sauce of Heads Up Health? So I'll, I'll approach that from um, two different perspectives. The first is we have a lot of people who come to us and they are looking for something besides Microsoft Excel where they can aggregate their medical test results. And, and the hardcore patients out there, the hardcore biohackers, they've gone through every PDF and they've put it all on a spreadsheet. Uh, yeah, raising my hand. If yes. you're watching the video, you can see yeah. that. <laughs> but, but it's awesome when you can see, okay, wow, here's the trend line in my uh, thyroid markers going back 10 years. You, know, you, you can't do that even in your, your doctor's portal. So you're like, wow, okay, that's awesome. So the first thing we've done that's unique is we've, we've been able to centralize those medical records electronically. And okay. that was technologically impossible just uh, a couple years ago because all of this information was on paper. Got and it. So, so you're, you're, you're able to integrate then with all of these providers, these clinics, these doctors. Right. Yeah, we, we sync your medical records just like we sync your order ring data. It's all using state-of-the-art electronic connections now. 
I've got four different doctor's offices connected to my Heads Up Health profile electronically. And we just download and basically glue your medical history back together based on all of that data. The software just looks at the times and the dates of every blood test, just glues it all back together. So that's the first part where people can actually, and, and I don't understand every single metric that's in there. I'm not a doctor, but I definitely understand hemoglobin A1C, and I definitely understand uh, inflammation markers and what should be happening with my lipids and other things like that. I mean, that's pretty much 99% of what you need. The rest, you go to the doctor if, if you don't understand what it is. So that's the first part is getting all of this medical data in there. The second part, something you've probably talked about a lot on this show, is the functional testing. And microbiome, for example, is a great example. Uh, the organic acid testing, which is urine metabolites, and some of the parasite, parasitic infection testing, like the GI map. That stuff is equally, if not more valuable, than the, the stuff we get from the regular old doctor, the HDL and the LDL. So that data has to be in there as well. So we've, we've integrated the functional testing. And then the last part is what I would call just um, digital health data, the Aura Ring. You know, there's, a, there's, there's some incredible technology on the market now that we can integrate that is extremely powerful. The Aura Ring, there are, the Apple Watch now has EKG monitor on it. There's the Keto Mojo, which is finally, they brought a, a ketone meter to market with affordable strips and an API, because you can go buy precision extra strips, but you can't really get the data in there in any way. So that we, we are basically a mashup of all of that information, and we just provide um, analytics tools on top of that, dashboards, uh, charts, trends, notifications, alerts, and it just, that's really at the core of um, the secret sauce. Love it. Yeah. And like you said, a couple of years ago, this didn't, this wasn't even an opportunity like that. Maybe the technology wasn't even there. The safeguards. Yeah, you had from, to put it in a spreadsheet. That's, right. that's what I was using before. I'd call the doctor. Hey, can you mail me some PDF files? Okay. Rainy right. Sunday, type it all in. Uh, that's how I was doing it before. Right. So, and, and, and are you, are you saying just from a, a general societal standpoint, like the innovation curve for the tech necessary wasn't created yet or no one just took the lead to, to make it happen like you did? There was a program that was called the High Tech Act that was government funded. And if you were a medical professional and you moved from paper records to electronic records, you were eligible for a financial payment. So they basically incentivized all the doctors financially to move. Hmm. And so that was the catalyst that got everything out of those file folders and into patient portals. Now, they could have taken it one step further and said, hey, by the way, all your patient portals need to play nice with one another. That is not the case. <laughs> so you have like 30,000 doctor's offices with their own portal that doesn't talk to the portal from the doctor down the street. So that's, a, that's still a technological problem we solve on our side. Right. Okay. So... And, and you're generally for the consumer to have all of this data in their own hand. You mentioned the, the program that healthcare institutionalized to incentivize people to go, uh, practitioners to go digital with EMRs, EHRs, and the like. Uh, I almost see this as like um, EMR and EHR for the individual consumer. 
which yeah. in healthcare, the whole talk of EMRs, EHRs is all behind the scenes, non-patient facing, yep. um, designed for a, a lot of healthcare and, and we could overgeneralize healthcare, but like maybe specifically just the system, the way it's set up with health insurance and Western med allopathic approach of wanting to control the care for the patient as opposed to really empowering and activating the patient with this data. Um, what do you, what do you find is that, uh, would you, would you liken this platform to like the EMR or an EHR for the individual? Yeah, that, that's a good way to think about it. If, if anyone's listening and they've logged into their doctor's portal, most of the time these portals are very primitive. They look something like windows 95. <laughs> and that's just because like you said, the, the patient portal is just a small bolt on to what an EHR system does in terms of running an entire hospital. It's massively complex. And they're like, Oh, we, we need this portal so people can see their stuff. But totally, you can't connect an aura ring to, to those portals. You, you know, you can't, uh, you can't easily sync up uh, some blood ketone data or do some really cool correlation analysis between like sleep and blood pressure. But that's where the, that's where society is headed actually. And on the, so, on the individual consumer side, absolutely, everybody right. is starting to think and act this way. So we're kind of turning the whole EHR model on its head, where we're we're building the EHR first and foremost for the individual, fully integrated, fully connected. The data is engineered around you, and then you connect any doctor you want anytime. And that's going to be different doctors. I think the other big trend that's happening is people are starting to recognize that conventional medicine is largely an acute solution. And for a lot of the things we're working on, you, you need other types of healthcare expertise. So I don't, I don't, I think I need to go to the doctor once a year, if that, it's like, it's just an insurance policy. You know, my real healthcare is coming from listening to podcasts and talking to functional doctors and looking at microbiome and stuff like that. That's all happening outside of conventional healthcare. So that's really the, what we're trying to further empower. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, you know, and I, I think maybe a lot of people listening to this can probably relate to that and is like this challenge of as innovation starts to accelerate in terms of what's possible with creating vibrant optimal health through prevention and through healing with functional medicine, integrative medicine, biohacking, just individuals doing their own N equals one experiments like that is growing and that's going nowhere but up. And so these large organizations who sometimes can be hard to make change in large organizations, um, <laughs> they've kind of been behind the eight ball, if you will. And at the end of the day, I say the roots create the fruit. And if you look at our, our system um, in terms of, like you said, conventional medicine, conventional healthcare, more of that acute based. Um, I, we, I've talked about this at nauseum and lots of other episodes and in my book. And that is, you know, how is your healthcare professional trained and, um, understanding that, uh, that's important for building your overall team. And so your example around, you know, what true healthcare is, what, like where you get your healthcare is listening to podcasts and, you know, with tools like the Aura Ring, um, that day-to-day self-care sort of 
um, taking your health, health into your own hands, but also like understanding that, um, you know, things, things that are not acute. So chronic lifestyle stuff, like, mo- like all of our chronic disease, which is bankrupting our country is mostly all lifestyle based. Absolutely. And so, and so you're kind of flipping the EHR on its head for the consumer. I love it. Um, so that's let me ask you this. You have lifestyle data and clinical data in the same system. And that's what you've done because that's you categorize it into the categories of medical records. Yes. Um, which is, like you said, your blood testing uh, and functional testing, um, and, as well as devices and applications. Like you've mentioned the Aura Ring a few times. So for those that you haven't, heard of what David's mentioned on this show, uh, the Aura Ring, which is one of our world's best cutting edge tech tools for giving you high quality health data. You literally wear a ring on your finger that delivers like some of the best sleep quality data, uh, stress management data with like readiness, doing heart rate variability as well as activity steps. So your movement, I mean, they do body temperature, they do everything. I mean, we could, we could have a, we're big fans of Aura and I know you are as well. Um, David, that example. So you have an API with this wearable that you're, you connect all the data onto this dashboard and we can maybe use, share some screenshots um, for this show over at the, over at uh, the show notes. So we'll have our show notes at Elevate Your State. Co. If you guys are listening to this and want to go check out and grab some show notes, learn more about Heads Up Health and the free trial you can get on, go to elevateyourstate.co. But uh, tell us about um, why do you feel everyone needs to like really take ownership of their health metrics? Like why is that important? Well, there's, there's a lot there, but I think statistically, the odds are just not in our favor because... <laughs> You, you have misaligned incentives in terms of big industry, big agriculture, big, big pharma. There is nothing on the food label that tells me what that food is going to do to my blood sugar. So they're not measured on rates of diabetes. They're measured on quarterly profit, a lot of these companies. Yes. And so they're trying to figure out what kind of crap can I put in a package that is going to make TJ eat as much of this shit as humanly possible. And, and they, you know, food companies have, have million dollar fMRI machines in, in their laboratory to see what reward circuits in your brain light up when you eat different stuff. You know, that's what the average Joe is up against. You know, the average Joe does not have a $250,000 fMRI machine in their bedroom to look at what happens when maybe they make a better meal choice. This is true. I don't have one. <laughs> I don't either. It's on order. Uh, but but that's, that, that's what we're up against, honestly. And like, what defenses do we have? Most people are just trying to put food on the table. And so how do we keep people disease-free in, in a world where we've got environmentally toxic pressures on us? We've got misaligned incentives from food companies. We've got lifestyles that are further and further from our ancestral roots. And so I want to know where I'm at at all times health-wise, right? I I can go online and find the 52-week high in in my stock portfolio stocks in five seconds. I should be able to have the same level of access to my blood sugar data. 
Mm, that's and a good so metaphor. That's what's going to keep us disease-free in the long run. And that's when you can then work, work with individuals like yourself who are saying, okay, now I've got my health to a, a base state where I've, I'm now on solid ground. Now how do I start kicking more ass and getting to the next level? So like get to, get to basic level of, of stability. Now the technology has the power to really take us to the next level working on longevity and, and levels of performance we never thought possible. That's where the technology is starting to become so amazing. It's starting to know us probably better than we know ourselves sometimes because the data is right there. So I think there, that's really why I think we should all have ubiquitous access to this type of information and be checking it on a weekly basis or more if you're working on a really specific health outcome or less if you're just kind of in a, a period. It, it's cyclical, it ebbs and flows. You're, you're hardcore for a few months, the work travel flares up, you, you put it away for a while, but then you pick it back up again. So it's just gotta be ubiquitous access to data for everybody, that's, that's my view of, of the world from uh, the company. Ubiquitous data access for everyone. Uh, uh, and that's, that's true empowerment in terms of providing the individual with the tools for their own health, you know, and uh, I think in research for my book, I did some reading about what some of the uh, medical associations out there, how oftentimes it's, it's been uh, a trend in, in healthcare to look at the patriarchal effect of how doctor knows best and to, um, you know, not, uh, you know, just see patients as lay, lay people and not like, you know, clinical and, and, you know, the, we are in the middle of the rise right now, the rise of the smart patient mm -hmm. and the smart practitioners are waking up to that. And they're realizing that, that there's nothing wrong with, with that change. In fact, that's, that's what can really drive optimal health behavior change and save our, our world of healthcare as we know it. Um, because, you know, 80, 90% of healthcare is all self-care. So, so what I also love, I want to acknowledge you about is like how your roots at Heads Up Health are rooted in number one, empowering the individual at the end of the day with the most clear picture, big picture and clear of integrating all of the most important data that they are creating, right? Because at the end of the day, they're responsible to help create this, whether it's going to the doctor's office to get advanced blood and genetic testing or, or stool testing done or purchasing an aura ring and uh, getting high quality data from a device like that. Um, that takes action. But once they've done that, you've created this platform for, for people really to um, have access to it long term. Yep. And I mean, I, I just love it. It's, it's really clean. It's user friendly, but your, your roots are also rooted in like what creates real health, right? Integrative functional medicine. So I just want to acknowledge you for that because I think that's essential for the future of this movement. Yeah. I had a really powerful um, outcome from working with a functional medicine doctor. You personally. Yeah, I'd, I'd never really heard of functional medicine until I worked with this individual, and he was able to find things that uh, were just not part of the, the typical conventional diagnostic process. So 
he looked at the microbiome and sure enough, there were some serious overgrowth infections in there. And I had some subclinical thyroid stuff going on that only showed up on the full thyroid. And the other thing I really appreciated about that discipline is that they are always looking under different stones. And I respected that because they were very proactive. Hey, I don't know if we should, if there's going to be anything there. You just got back from a trip to this country. We can you know, run a Lyme test. But he was always looking deeper, even if we didn't find anything, which I appreciate. So. Hello, listeners of the Elevate Your State Show. TJ here with a quick little station identification commercial break. Uh, first off, I hope you're enjoying today's episode so far. I'll make this brief and to the point. I'm excited to share that all of the work that we're doing within Elevate Your State is brought to you by a book and a project that I've been working on for the last four years called The Art of Health Hacking. So the book, The Art of Health Hacking, is available over on healthhackerbook.com. And it's all about merging self-care with sustainable high performance, profiling the innovation in healthcare and how to really take your health into your own hands uh, and optimize your health from the inside out. This book is going to show you what it's all about, my friends. So again, healthhackerbook.com. If that resonates with you, there is free shipping on the book. You buy the book, I pay for shipping. And uh, anyways, hope you enjoy the rest of today's show, my friends. You are now free to elevate your state. Uh, the other thing I just want to add to what you said was um, the rise of the smart patient that is starting to understand how to use information and technology and data. Equally interesting is the rise of the uh, smart practitioner who are coming to us and starting to figure out how to put all the pieces together where it's the genomics and the microbiome and the blood tests. And it's complicated, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of moving parts, but we're starting to really be able to put all these puzzle pieces together. And that's really exciting as well. And, and that takes a lot of clinical years of expertise. The nation winters of the world who are looking at these panels, tens of thousands of them. So it's exciting to see these practitioners also now starting to put the pieces, and they wanna see the Aura Ring data. They wanna see your Keto Mojo data. They wanna see everything. Those are the ones we wanna work with. Love it. Yeah, uh, that's such a, such a good point. Like this platform is not just for individual consumers, which you've got a great, um, you know, business model, um, cause you're, 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 you're per person, you know, per your monthly. Yeah. Um, for now it's just sign up, try it. If you like it, subscribe. Uh, but we're working on a portal now for the uh, functional doctors. Right. So if you're listening to this and you also play in the world of healthcare as a practitioner, or you're interested in maybe trying out heads up health individually, know that you can, uh, very soon add and connect your, practitioners, your team, your healthcare team, physicians and coaches, nutritionists, et cetera, with this platform. So they can uh, have access and give feedback. That's coming down the pipeline, you said, David? Absolutely. Yeah. If you're practicing lifestyle-based medicine, you know, this, this data is invaluable for you to help people and to quantify protocols. You have to make lifestyle modification. 
that's what the technology does. So if, if you're a functional or health coach or other um, individual working with clients, we'll, we'll have a portal coming for you guys within the next uh, four to eight weeks. Love it. TJ is officially a beta tester, whether he likes it or not. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. I, I am in line to be a beta tester. I'm excited to do just that. I, like I said, I just dove into the platform recently. And uh, actually, I was going to ask David, is it, would it be cool if I just shared my screen to, if people want to check out the video to look at my own platform, my dashboard? Yeah, let's do it. Sweet, sweet. I was so, cranking pretty late last night, so my sleep stats are in the toilet. So I'm going to let you share your screen. That's hilarious. And we can look at your data. <laughs> awesome. Can you see my screen? I can indeed, sir. Cool, cool. So my friends, this is the Heads Up Health dashboard. I didn't plan to do this. And I'm somewhat open and public with my health journey. If you've read my book, you understand that. Um, but uh, so you've got a prompt here. When was your last dental exam? That's a great question. I didn't even think about considering like dental health for this platform. Is that something that you guys loop in is dental health? Yeah, dental making health? sure you're on track with those routine screenings, reminders, stuff like that. We'll, we'll just... There's, there's a set schedule based on your age on when Got you start to get certain things. And hey, if we can nudge somebody to go get their blood type figured out and they have it on file, that could save a life. If we can nudge somebody at the right age to go get a skin cancer screening, that could save a life. So we put these routine reminders in there for you and just keep track of them. Love it. This is great. Yeah, your blood type is not on file. Um, I obviously have opportunity uh, opportunities to work, get, getting some, getting my data in here. I just joined it a few days ago, but I wanted to give everyone a taste of what this actually looks like. So you'll see the way it's laid out is three boxes across each on each, uh, row with a different key, like core health metric, uh, that is really important and essential to track. So right here you see weight, body mass index, body fat, which are all underneath of the category of manually entered. Of course, now we have tools like the Withings uh, yeah. scale that you can step on and have all of that data go straight into the cloud, which is crazy. Uh, we've got Aura Ring. So you mentioned the Aura Ring. If you're watching the video here, um, again, I'm given a, a screen share of the platform. So if you want to watch this video and you're not already on uh, where the video is, you can go to elevateyourstate.co, elevateyourstate.co, and that's where you can find this podcast and uh, watch this video to learn more about how this dashboard works. So here's my Aura Ring data. This is today's data. Yeah, right? those are a few of the Aura metrics. We'll take a look at some of the more interesting ones as you scroll down. Awesome. Yeah, actually, this this was not, this was yesterday's data. Um, yeah. So their app is a little bit slow to upload to the cloud. So got it. No worries. So seventy two hundred total steps. Not bad. Twenty five hundred total calories burned. Oh, um, look at that deep sleep. Nice work there, brother. Yeah. One hour twenty four minutes. Solid. Here's my sleep data. Yeah. Cool. Hour twenty four of, of deep. Um, Fifty seven of rim. Yeah. Uh, I'm a good good deep sleeper. So let's take a look at that carb tolerance test. You know, that's one that we put together. One of the things that my functional doctor asked me to do the first time I worked with him, was like, Dave, can you do a functional glucose tolerance test for me? Oh my God, doc, I have no idea what that means. He's like, 
go eat your favorite breakfast. I don't care what it is. Bacon and eggs, pancakes, I don't care. I want you to test your blood sugar before you eat that meal. And then I want you to test it one hour, two hours, and three hours after said meal. Kind of like when you go to the doctor and they give you the oral uh, sugar to drink. But you can apply this to any food. So people are starting to see one of the things in Rob Wolf's book was everyone responds differently from a glycemic perspective to the same foods. And so someone could eat a slice of pizza and, and maybe their blood sugar goes from 90 to 100 to 110 back down to 90. And the next person eats that same piece of pizza and their blood sugar goes to like 160. So what we want to do is so much of the, of the work we're doing, whether you're a performance hacker or you're working on an illness, is tight glycemic control. And I would say that understanding which foods jack your blood sugar and which foods don't is probably one of the most important things you can learn if all else out the window. So that's, just, that's great. Great point. Great feedback. Yeah. So that's just one unique thing in there where like I've tested some of my favorite restaurant meals. Like I love going for Vietnamese pho at the place down the street. Um, and it has some rice noodles in there. Not a lot, but some. You, you can't go to the diabetes website and look up vermicelli rice noodle, Vietnamese pho with rare steak, jalapeno pepper. But I know that I can eat that. I know exactly how high my blood sugar is going to go. So, you know, that's one of the unique ones on the, on the Carb tolerance test. Cool. So before, one hour after, two and three hours after that you can manually enter yourself. And if you have a tool like, would it be Keto Mojo? Sure, you could use that. Uh, this one is manual entry only for the carb tolerance test. The, the Keto Mojo will sync. If you connect Keto Mojo, the blood glucose and the blood ketones tiles will automatically start showing the Keto Mojo data. So, right here. Okay. yeah, a lot of people who have the Aura Ring, they also have a Keto Mojo, which they're using to track uh, metabolic health. And maybe they also use a Chronometer or MyFitnessPal or Apple Health. And so that's how people start stitching together the um, dashboard. Right, right. Exactly. There's a couple more aura metrics that are really interesting. Your heart rate variability during the sleep cycle. That's a pretty sweet number. Um, yeah. Yes. So, so this is HRV, my friends, which we've talked about yeah, on the show before. Yep. This is uh, just specifically during sleep, which um, is the core time when our body is going into recovery. And so um, this is my average score, 67, um, which for context... What is the range again, David? Generally, it's, it's on a scale of 100, although I think Aura's scale is a little different because there are reports of people who go beyond 100. Uh, I know with, for example, um, Elite HRV and others, I believe it's uh, capped at 100, uh, but I would have to double check that. More importantly is just understanding your baseline. So if you, if you right. click on the 67, TJ, uh, it will show you your average this month, last month, year to date. Oh, cool. So now you can start to have a reference point. Like you can see you hit 101 a few days ago. So um, you were, you were, your body was recovering, obviously, from, from something. But now you know the averages, and, and you can go out and say, okay, I've had two or three nights where I've just been out late, pushing it too hard. I've got some HRV numbers that are in the 20s. Now I really need to take it easy and get that number back to baseline. So this can help you calibrate training and Definitely. how hard to push your body on any specific day. I love it. And, and so generally, if 
the number is low, that means you didn't recover that well while you slept. Generally, lower is meaning that your body is under duress. And then your body's you under have, more stress. Yeah, higher is, is generally better when it comes to HRV. There's some exceptions there. But generally, the nights where you really get great sleep, you'll see those HRV numbers that are going much higher. Gotcha. And then the one to the right of that, that's called the coefficient of variation. We'll take a little nerdy uh, nerd safari here just for a moment. Please. <laughs> but that's something that we do that's unique that we calculate off of the back of the Aura data. This number is not actually in the Aura app. But what it does is it looks at your last seven HRV readings. And it looks at the variance between the day-to-day -day readings. So if you're seeing huge spikes in your HRV from day-to-day, you want to avoid that. That's like seeing huge spikes in your blood sugar. It means you're just eating stuff that's bouncing your blood sugar all over the place. HRV is the same. I'm on a plane. I'm off a plane. I'm pushing it too hard in the gym. One day I'm up. One day I'm down. So if you can keep your HRV within a tight uh, variance, that's called the, the coefficient of variation. So that number there, that five, that's pretty good. That means that you're, you're resting consistently and your HRV scores are consistent. That's a measure of HRV consistency, basically. So that's an example of where we'll take data from Aura and calculate things that potentially Aura may not even calculate. Right, exactly. And then I love this. Mash them up with like your blood sugar data, for example. Definitely. Oh, this is awesome. Um, measurements. So, so this is so this is where you go to connect the data. If you're watching the video, um, you can select. Yeah, just go to devices and apps group two, for example. That's where the Aura data is. This is group. This is group one. Just right, choose. Right. Yeah, you can yep. close this. Go back to group two. Yep. So, if you have an Aura ring, you just come in here. You connect it. If you're using any of the other technology, chronometer, Elite HRV, MyFitnessPal. There's dozens of them in there. And oh, I used to use Ketonics. Yeah, it's sweet. You know, a lot of people don't want to stick their finger um, yeah. to do uh, ketone analysis, especially if you're working on therapeutic keto and you have to test multiple times per day for, right. for epilepsy and stuff like that. So that's how easy it is. You just go in here and you find... Um, you find which uh, which app, which platform you're wanting. Yeah, to let's, let's do the medical records. If you just click connect data, go to medical records, get started. So click on lab. There you can just link up Quest and LabCorp. That's so cool. we're under the find your provider section here, yeah. pharmacy, hospital clinic, doctor, yeah. lab. Yeah. And so lab would be like, these are the two examples, Quest Diagnostics and LabCorp. Yeah, I mean, that's going to get most people 90% of the way there, right? And and most of the time, a functional doctor is sending you to one of these labs anyhow. Right. So those will just automatically sync to your profile when so you, you get click. Blood. Yep. And so, so, yeah, you can have all your blood work data on these lab platforms and then sync them back to the Heads Up Health dashboard so that you can organize all of your past blood work and see a trend line and know how to respond and really just tighten that feedback loop. I mean, as a coach, like this is, this is a dream scenario, a dream setup. Now, uh, in terms of having such high quality data. Now, uh, one thing that I do want to 
talk about now, um, I'll quit sharing my screen here, is this topic of the over-quantified self <laughs> and um, knowing... There's no how, such thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, You're talking and, to the wrong guy. And perhaps that's subjective yeah. um, and individual-based. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I talk about it in the book and specifically about how, um, you know... Our data, the data is uh, just the starting block. It's not the finish line, right? So how we make sense of the data, create meaning, and have a healthy relationship Absolutely. with our data, Very um, that's what allows that. Um, th that's how to make sense of the quantitative data. And then the qualitative self of in the process of looking at the value of quantitative metrics, we can then self-reflect, self like journal and really take inventory and tap into our own intuition going inward um, in that process. So what's your thoughts related the, to the importance of, of those two categories syncing together? So like, the, like a healthy quantified self yeah. and that qualitative intuitive aspect. You know, I think the one, the one thing people should watch out for, and I hear this from some of the health coaches out there, is they may be working with people who are just getting too bent out of shape about individual readings. And that's maybe where we need to educate people and maybe don't say, Hey, just stop doing that. But just say, listen, if there's not to freak out, if it's just one bad reading, maybe just stop tracking for a week. If you see, cause some people will obsess over the data. And um, that's not healthy either. And so that's when you just have to understand mindfully that this is not the time for you to be measuring. Just put it in the drawer for a couple of weeks and right. go outside and enjoy life. I love that. And pick it up again when you're like in a better mental space to start working on it. Because it's frustrating. You know, you're expecting results and the numbers aren't getting where you want. You're getting frustrated. And, and now you're becoming counterproductive. So it's just, like you said, having a healthy balance with this information. And also our job is educating people on how to interpret the data in ways that are meaningful and healthy. So just understand when you might need to take a break from it. If, if at all. And there's times where like, I'm not, wearing, I'm not tracking for a while. I'm just gonna take a break and I'll pick it up again when I'm ready, there's times where I'll, you know, there, there may be weeks where I haven't recorded anything, but it's a skill and I have the skill and it's like, okay, I got no travel for the next couple months. I'm getting hardcore back into it. I'm getting dialed in. It's fun. So it's just have, understanding those boundaries. I love it. That's a good point. Understanding the boundaries, knowing yourself and, um, uh, and to your point, if you get tired of tracking data, if you obsess over one or a few different metrics and, and you feel stagnant there, if it, if it feels stagnant, if it doesn't feel right, um, like you said, unplug and go, go outside, take a walk, take a break, yeah. take a breath, yeah. get in nature. And, um, that should be fun. You know, this should be a process of learning about yourself and doing fun experiments and not getting bent out of shape about the readings and not taking yourself too seriously. Take the scale, put it in the closet for a month and, you know, just learning, learning ways to make this, this healthy and happy and a fun 
way to explore yourself. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can, re- I mean, the scale, I know that's definitely one thing that, uh, you know, a lot of times it's, it's never going to move the way you want it to. <laughs> so yeah. just like, I don't own a scale. Yeah. I mean, I used to, maybe when I was in a build phase of trying to put on muscle or a cut phase, I'd be curious about it. Yeah. Um, and not to say there isn't value to it, but, um, um, uh, yeah, that's a, that's one example. And, um, and so, I mean, you do that in your own life. So let's talk about your own life, your own approach to health. You're running a, a tech business in the health space mm-hmm. and you're a health, a health hacker. You know, you're into this sort of space uh, personally. Yeah. What are some of your go-to strategies in your lifestyle besides having the best feedback loop of a health data platform like this? Um, you know, wh- what are your strategies that you're deploying in your lifestyle to kind of... M- you know, build resilience and create health. Um, and um, what are some fun tips you might have for anyone that is on this path and wanting to get deeper into it? Well, I definitely use a lot of quantification in, in my own life. And some of the most important ones for me are my recovery, my sleep, my recovery, and my metabolic health. I think that gets me most of the way there. And then there's some other things I'll look at just related to body composition. You know, we're always trying to um, increase lean mass and and do different nutritional things. But rest and recovery, metabolic control, those two things are like number one, number two for me. And I'm not sure how many um, entrepreneurs out there really consider those as like their KPIs. You know what I mean? But for me, those are like key performance indicators, good sleep, good metabolic control. So good sleep and like good HRV data um, under rest and recovery. And then, so what would you explain then for those wondering metabolic control? What do you mean by that? I test my blood sugar every morning and I know where I want it to be. And occasionally I will go into nutritional ketosis for a period of um, weeks and um, then step out. It just kind of based on ebb and flow of life. So I really like to have my, my blood sugar in the morning, you know, somewhere in the 80s. Mid-80s is, is optimal for me. And um, also just making sure that I'm keeping consistent. It's not jumping up to 150 and back down to 85. And that, when you learn how to control that through lifestyle, you're like 90% of the way to most chronic disease prevention over the long run. A hundred percent. So yeah, getting those dialed in, um, you know, having, um, practices where I can work on things like um, manifesting things and journaling is one way that I do that. And, um, working on trying to attract the things into my life that I want to attract and, and having the energy that I put into the world be a, a way that will actually attract back what I want into the world. And using other things that just help with uh, just the big picture of what really matters at the end of the day. Right. You can't measure that on the Heads Up Health dashboard. I get a lot of sunshine every single day. That's really important to me is being outside in natural light. If it's possible, I'll block my calendar around 2 in the afternoon and just go for a run. Like, I don't care how hot it is. I want to be outside running. <laughs> yeah, in Arizona and getting into the summer here. Yeah, I may, I may change my tune on that one. <laughs> but, you know, going outdoors, going snowboarding, uh, oh, yeah. you know, just making sure that 
I'm showing up for the people in my life that need me uh, every single day. You know, those are the things that that really kind of complete the whole story. That's beautiful. Yeah. So how can you be your best version of yourself and show up in the world so that you can like be there for the people in your world that are maybe counting on you? And, and yeah. uh, that's a great mindset. people in your network right now that are suffering. Who are they? Have you reached out to them today? That's kind of my, how I start my day. Five, who's, who are five people in your network that are suffering? Yeah, or, or one person. One, right. You reach out to them every single day, and, and you are successful when they are successful. Mm. Man, yeah. Oh, I feel the heart in there, man, and the caring. And so, so you've obviously got a heart of gold there in terms of your intention and mindfulness in your relationships. That's uh, health, right? Yeah, At the 100%. end of the day, as much as it is my sleep and my, my blood sugar levels, it's, oh, it's quality relationships for the win, man. Yeah, exactly. All the data longevity wise, you know, looking at the centenarians, the blue zone project is it's community. It is. Yeah. And, um, and being synced with a, a, a community with shared goals and, yeah. and flow states. So, so you've got that sort of carrying around your relationships. You're talking about attracting mindfulness and like manifesting, um, you know, you want to be what you want in the world and embody that. Um, so those are some of your practices personally in your lifestyle. Yeah, and uh, taking on a huge challenge here. You know, this is right. going to take years and millions of dollars to build. And I have to use every tool at my disposal to, to, to have a shot. <laughs> exactly, my friend. Well, I'm here for you, dude. And, and I, I love the work that. Love the work you're up to. And it was so cool to be able to have you on and learn about Heads Up Health, this, this like, like game-changing like platform and this strategy. It's like a new way to, to help people make sense and make meaning of their health. Yeah. To, uh, it's so empowering and I'm so excited to dive deeper personally and professionally with my own clients. Yep. So I, I know I already shared this with a few of my, my uh, health hacking clients that I work We're with. Getting there. And uh, yeah, they're excited to dive in. So cool. um, yeah, the la last question I have for you, man, um, on this show, which I ask most guests, mm -hmm. is what does it mean for you in your life to elevate your state? I don't know. I, I think the way I would answer that is if you believe this philosophy or not, but it's like it's the vibrational frequency that you operate on on a day-to-day -day basis is like that's for me elevating my state is like when I talk to the barista at Starbucks or the Lyft driver or the people in my office, am I having a, just a beautiful interaction with said person? You know, are they smiling? Am I being a goof and just having fun with every interaction of life? You know what I mean? That's when I know I'll attract what I want. So for me, it's getting to that level is really for me elevating state and staying at that level. Beautiful. Yeah, the, the vibration and the intention you bring to the yeah. even the smallest interactions. Uh, I love it. I appreciate you sharing and... Uh, thank you for being a part of the Elevate Your Stage Show, David. And I'm excited to share with everyone how they can um, 
get in on this opportunity to learn about themselves more through Heads Up Health. So again, we will have show notes over at elevateyourstate.co. That's elevateyourstate.co. And you can go uh, get all the show notes, get a link. We're going to actually have a link and uh, for you to try and maybe a, a special discount for you to take advantage of. Yeah, we'll make sure that's in there as well. Definitely. So it'll be a nice surprise for you. Go to elevateyourstate.co, find the recent Heads Up Health interview uh, with David here and um, enjoy. So uh, without further ado, make it a health hacker day. Hello, my friends and fellow health hackers. TJ Anderson here. I wanted to quickly say thank you for joining us today on the Elevate Your State show. I certainly hope you enjoyed it. As a reminder, if you liked today's episode, you can head on over to elevateyourstate.co. That's elevateyourstate.co. And check out the links and show notes that we have for you from today's episode. And if you dig what we're doing here, all about merging health hacking for sustainable high performance, you can also check out our other episodes and or leave a quick review over on iTunes. As you can imagine, these reviews on iTunes really mean a lot for the future of this podcast. So I thank you in advance if you do decide to leave a review. Until next time, my friends, signing off from the beautiful mountains of Boulder, Colorado. Cheers to your next level health and performance. Cheers.